Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions. <laughs> ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مدل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد قال الله سبحانه في كتابه الكريم قال أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم من أجل ذلك كتبنا على بني إسرائيل أنه من قتل نفسا بغير نفس أو فساد في الأرض فكأنما قتل الناس جميعا ومن أحياها فكأنما أحيا الناس جميعا صدق الله العظيم In uh, today's khutbah inshallah I will talk about a subject that just happened yesterday and uh, unfortunately that did not just happen yesterday it has been happening over and over in a repeated manner I am referring to the school shooting that happened in California yesterday and uh, six people were shot, two of them killed, and the one who was shooting uh, is also in critical condition. Allah knows the best about how many of them will survive. But this idea <coughs> of uh, school shooting has been going around for uh, as, as long as I can remember. I've been in this country for about 30 years. And uh, we are seeing this on average of weekly basis and this uh, school shooting that we talk about it's a very sad event we send our kids to school that they will go and learn or they'll go and learn and back inshallah become better human beings that's the hope we normally have but when we look at the situation it is as if we are sending to a war zone. Whether it is a physical war zone now or intellectual war zone. Either way, our youth are under different kinds of tests all the time. The ayah that I just cited, <coughs> Allah Azza wa Jal is reminding us about the value of life. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, Man nafsan nafsan, that whosoever kills a person without just reason as it is as if he has killed the whole mankind and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about the reverse of that one and whosoever saves the life of a human being. The ayah is not talking about the life of a Muslim, life of a mu'min. It's talking about a human being. So whoever takes the life of a human being unjustly, it is as if he has killed the whole mankind. And the one who saves the life of a man, of a person, it is as if he has saved the, the, the whole mankind. Now about the mass shooting, Besides the school shooting, I will talk about first the mass shooting that happens, especially in the United States. 
the numbers are staggering actually. What we find, the numbers are actually about close to 1.25 mass shooting happens on a daily basis. On a daily basis. And the number in the school system, and I'm talking about the school system when we talk about it, it's uh, the one which are the schools which are from kindergarten to 12th grade and the university campuses. Those numbers, if you try to follow up, in the past few years I've been seeing, and I'm, not, I'm pretty sure in that 2018 was actually, uh, if you want to call it, within that graph it's an outlier, that you see that about 94 shootings happened last year. 94. That's almost close to two per week. While average when we see over the time, it comes out to be in the past four or five years, is average of about one per week. And the same kind of a pattern that we are seeing today. And when we say mass shooting, there are different definitions of mass shooting by different uh, organizations, whether Stanford University says three or more people being, uh, being shot. Some says two or four, four or more. Some says two or more. For us as a Muslim, as Allah Azza wa Jalla is talking about, it's not actually what we call a term as a mass shooting or individual shooting. If one single person has been killed unjustly, it is as if the whole mankind has been killed. This is the way we as Muslim look at the life. Not because it has to be a certain number of people getting shot or killed, then we will pay attention to it. If even if a single person has been killed, this should be our, our concern. There's a hadith of Rasulullah on the subject. Subhanallah, we feel like the time that we are living today, the time Rasulullah is saying, the meaning of the hadith is, the time will come when the killer would not know why he's killing. And the one who got killed, he would not know why he was killed. And we can see that. Whether we're talking about the mass shootings happening in the United States, whether we talk about the mass shootings which are happening in the schools, in the campuses, or the killing that is happening across the world today. The one who goes to kill, he has no idea who is killing and why is he killing. And the one who's getting killed, he doesn't know why that person out of nowhere, he has no clue who this person is, has got to the point that he is killing people randomly. So the, this seems like the fulfillment of the hadith of Rasulullah that the time that we are living in, unfortunately. The question comes in is, why is this happening? Especially in the schools. Why is this happening? Do the parents teach their kids that go and start shooting people randomly? We know that. Whether Muslims or non-Muslims, none of them are teaching this. Are the schools teaching the kids that go and start shooting at the, at, at the people randomly? And we are very sure that this is none of the schools are teaching these things. Whether they are Islamic schools, whether they are secular schools, whether they are Christian schools, whatsoever kind of schools. Nobody is teaching that kind of a teaching. Many of the time people say, oh, you know what, this is just the idea of video games that kids are playing. 
We can talk about many reasons or whatever things we can talk about. But in reality, let's think about one thing. That all these shootings that are happening, one, it is not happening at one location only. It is not just one state or one city or one village specifically is happening. It is happening all across. When you get a chance, I, I, I ask you, go and Google about school shootings or mass shootings. And that will give you a map actually. With the dots on it, where did it happen this year, last year, a year before. And you will see, all those dots are all spread out. It has nothing to do anything with, uh, with the location. If that's the case, that individuals are not taught this way, or individual parents are not teaching, te teachers are not teaching this, and it's happening all across, it means, number one thing to remember, it is something systematic. It is something systematic happening to the kids. Or the people who are involved in these kinds of mass shootings. So it's the system of life that we are living in that is generating these kinds of hopelessness. It's creating this kind of a behavior among the kids and the youth to be bullied or to the one who are bullying the others. Whether it is based on race, whether it is based on the way people look, whether it is based on how much money one group of people have and the other don't have. So this idea of have and have not is creating strange kinds of disparities within the people and hopelessness among the people that is causing people like the young kid, 16-year-old or 17-year-old in the high school, goes out and starts shooting on his own birthday. Allah knows what, what was going on in his head. And we find the similar kind of patterns that we see, whether it's the birthday, whether it's a girlfriend, whether it's the drugs, or whatever is going on in the lives of these youth and the people who are involved in all these sorts of mass shootings, that they are desperate because of that. Many of them we know, they're war, they're war, war veterans, they came back. And they find completely different kind of a reality they are in after the wars. Many of them, they start shooting their own family members. PTSD is the one that you, they, they can just put the blame on. But in reality, society is creating a strange kind of hopelessness among the people. And that hopelessness is resulting into many of these killings that we are seeing around us. And uh, one of the things that we see when we try to analyze, that many of these youth who are involved in these kind of activities, they think of as whatever wrong is happening in their life, they have to look for an outlet or look for somebody to put the blame on. And this idea of whatever difficulty that you are going through, looking for others to blame on, you will find it very intrinsic in the society. Anything goes wrong, who could, who could I blame? Many of the brothers here who probably uh, are in uh, the drive, camps and stuff. Many of those insurance companies tell the people, you run into an accident, Never ever accept that it was your fault. They train you like this. Don't accept it's your fault. And it's not only for driving. We can see that this pattern. Since the kids are growing up in the society, they always point at somebody else. And funny thing is, we find the very same pattern in the case of shaitan. When he is the one 
who broke the law of Allah Azza wa Jal, who did not follow the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered him to bow down to Adam, and he did not. Aba was takbaran. He disobeyed, and he became arrogant. And after that, look what he said. قَالَ رَبِّ بِمَا أَغَوَيْتَنِي لَأُذِيَنَّنَا لَهُمْ فِي الْأَرْضِ وَلَا أُوِيَنَّهُمْ أَجْمَعِينَ He's saying, Oh Allah, you are the one who misguided me. The one who disobeyed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he's putting the blame on Allah, <coughs> that you misguided me. Since you misguided me, I will adorn the path for, of, of the misguidance for the children of Adam alayhi salatu wasalam, all of them. And he will misguide them all. That's what his promise was to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Look, in the very same case, when we talk about Adam and the story of Adam and, 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 and Iblis, Adam, also made, Adam and Hawa also made the mistake. But their response was different. When they made the mistake, they went to, towards the tree and ate. Their response was, رَبَّنَا ذَلَنَّا أَنفُسَنَا وَإِلَّمْ تَغْفِرْ لَنَا وَتَرْحَمْنَا وَلَنَكُنَنَّا مِنَ الْخَاسِرِينَ Here, the response of a believer the one who knows the rahmah of Allah Azza wa Jal is right away. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is teaching us how to make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when you make a mistake. First of all, accept you, this is your mistake. This is why Adam said, Rabbana, Adam and Hawa said, Rabbana dalamna anfusana. Oh our Lord, we are the one who have done the dhulm on our, our, our self, our souls. And if you do not forgive us, we will be the one who will be from the khasirin, from the losers. And this is, this is how Islam deals with the mistakes if we make. But the society today, because it is built on the man-made systems, the man is the one who decides what is right and wrong from his own mind rather than going back to Allah Azza wa Jal. So it is creating personalities from the beginning in the very same manner that shaitan wants from us, the action of shaitan, put the blame on somebody else. And that very same thing can lead to the actions that we saw in the shooting yesterday, or many other shootings that we see, whether in the schools or the mass shootings across the country, or the rest of the world, all the wars and everything that are going on. Put the blame on somebody else for everything that's going on. <coughs> And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned about the very same hopelessness the shaitan puts into the mind of the people or the poverty he scares of a shaitan ya'idukum al-faqr wa ya'murukum bil-fahsha wallahu ya'idukum ma'ufiratan minhu wa fadlam wallahu wasi'un alim Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling you about shaitan he believes he, he, he threatens you he tries to make you scared of poverty and commands you to do the fahsha, the illicit behavior. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who is promising the maghfirah from him. And the blessing, the fadl from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. See the difference between what shaitan is leading towards and what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is leading the mankind towards. <coughs> whether we talk about the killing in school, or the mass shooting, or whether we talk about in general, people talk about shooting by guns. There is a, I think it's the numbers I have is from 2016. It talks about 
about 20, close to 22,938 people committed suicide by using the gun. <coughs> about 14,415 were homicides. And in that year, 471 people got killed because of mass shooting. So the mass shooting that we're talking about, that seems like it is, it's not as big of a problem than the other people are getting killed also. So the numbers are staggering. Think of it about 30 plus thousand people on a yearly basis. They, got, they die by, because of gun violence. We talk about the alcohol use among the youth. You get surprised at the numbers. Majority of the teens in this country and they're boys, they start drinking at the average age of 11. The girls are starting a little late, at the age of 13. At the age of 13, that's the age that we are, they are talking about. Now, talking about the high schoolers, 68%, 68% of the high schoolers have tried alcohol. Don't get amazed or surprised if our own youth coming back with this kind of a sickness. Unless we are vigilant, unless we are watchful, unless we are the ones who are putting our concerted effort to make sure that his growth, our children's growth, is not just for economic means. We are not sending our kids to just go get degrees. We are worried about their moral and ethical values. Are they learning from Islam or not? Brothers, the, the, the schooling system that the, our kids go to in general, that schooling system is not there to teach them ethics. They're not there to teach them morals. They're there to teach them, unfortunately, just the sciences, learn these sciences and the tools so you can become another better capitalist who knows how to make capital. And this is how the, the schooling system works because this is part of capitalism. This is the stress point for them. This is the most important point for them. How your youth, the youth can become the better part of the society to grow this ideology of capitalism and make more and more capital. And many of the parents, Muslims or non-Muslims, unfortunately, they forget about this. That the most important thing a father or the family can do for the children is to save them from the fire that Allah has created. Save yourself and your children, your family members from the fire. This capitalism has got to the point, when you talk about the rest of the numbers, when I say 68% of the 12th graders have drank, they, did, they have tried alcohol. 37% of them have tried in just the last month. Not the whole life you're talking about. Just a month, the last month, they have tried 37%. 20, the 23% of the 10th graders have tried alcohol in the last month. Marijuana is a much bigger problem than just smoking cigarettes, by the way. The kids are more involved in marijuana than cigarettes. That we talk about e-cigarettes or jewel or this cigarette or that cigarette. They are more involved in that. The numbers that I have, it talks about 35% of the 12th graders have smoked pot in past year. Just one year. 35%, meaning 
Any child that you're meeting, one out of three have, have, have used a pot. 21% of South Korea have smoked pot in the last 30 days. Meaning one in five. 16% of the 10th graders, they use pot in the last one month. And 81% of South Korea say that they it would be easy to get marijuana. It is very accessible. Have communication with your own kids, brothers. We all have to have communication with our own kids. Don't get surprised. Our kids are getting isolated. They are not communicating with us. If they're not communicating with us, we have to make sure that we are creating means to have communication with them. <coughs> if they're not communicating with us, they are communicating with somebody else. If they're not learning from us, they are learning from somebody else. This learning process does not stop. And today, they don't even have to talk to a person in person. Those small gadgets that kids are carrying, that we think, oh, we are providing to our kids. In some cases, we are providing them the, the means to the hellfire. We have to be vigilant. And this is not called tajassus. This is not spying on your own kids. When you are trying to look for the welfare, because these kids do not know at this point what they are doing. Make sure what sites are they going to, what kind of people they are hanging around with. Besides, the whole system is up against from what Allah subhanahu wa wants from us. Unless we keep an eye on those things, if we do not take this initiative from our own end, then do not cry later on. We have to have the time for our kids. Don't think of it when we talk about shootings in the United States is happening across the, the country. One per week or twice two, two per week or, or we talk about mass shootings of uh, 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 1.25 per day, per day. Don't think of it. It is other people's problem. We are, uh, we are living in the very same society. We are impacted by the very same society. Unless we have something better to offer. And for that, we have to, we have to wake up. We have to get up. We have to have something better to offer to others as well. Unless... We start doing amal bil ma'roof wa nahi ala munkar, meaning enjoying the good and standing up against the munkar, raising our voices against the munkar. We are subject to the very same diseases and the sicknesses which are out there, which are in, which is impacting the rest of the people all across the world today, not only this, this country. I have many many numbers <coughs> that I can go along with. But this is not the time that we can go with all those stats and everything. I just want to give you a taste of it. So we understand that don't think this way that my kid is an angel. And then it can never come to us. We have to think this way. It can come to any one of us. And address the problem and have open communication with our own youth. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَالْمُؤْمِنُونَ وَالْمُؤْمِنَاتِ بَعْدُهُمْ أَوْلِيَاءُ بَعْدُ يَأْمُرُونَ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ وَيَنَحَوْنَ عَنِ الْمَنْكَرِ وَيُقِيمُونَ الصَّلَاةِ وَيُؤْتُونَ الزَّكَاةِ وَيُذِعُونَ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ أُولَئِكَ سَيَرْحَمُهُمُ اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ عَزِيزٌ حَكِيمٌ Allah subhanahu wa is saying the believing men and the women they are helpers, they are awliya of each other. They enjoin the good and forbid the evil. Do not Think this way, brothers, that I have my own life. Why should I interfere 
Or why should anybody interfere in my life? Or why should I go and correct my brother? This is an obligation on us. When we see a munkar that has to be corrected, we are not the ummah who says that this is my own life and I don't care what the rest of the people are doing. We think of it as this is the part of my life also that I make sure it's not me only who's heading towards Jannah, but my, all my brothers and sisters are heading towards the Jannah. And if they are, not, they are making a mistake, I feel as if this is my own mistake and I need to, be, I need to correct it. moment. A believer is the mirror of the other believer. Meaning when he sees something wrong in his brother, he think of it, this is my fault. It's the fault is in me, it's in my body. I'm part of the same body. The whole ummah is part of the same body. So if one part of the body hurts, whole body becomes anxious. Whole body feels the pain, gets the fever. This is the way we should be looking at each other's problem, not to just point out you have a problem. This is not the way that a believer look at the things. And on top of it, so when we are talking about the issue, so I'll inshallah close with this. When we are talking about the issue of the shooting, or we're talking about alcoholism, when we're talking about marijuana use, or cigarette, or this or that that is happening among the youth, or among the adults as well, we have to understand one thing. Yes, there is an individual aspect within that, and each individual needs to be cured. But at the same time, we cannot forget <coughs> there is a societal issue that is causing all those things on a mass level. So when we are looking for the solutions for these things, it has to be two-pronged. We have to think of individual needs to be fixed, and we have to think of it. Society has to be changed according to what Allah Azza wa wants. The society which is in the favor of or the one who wants to worship Allah alone. And that's the key thing to remember. We cannot solve the problem that is on a societal level and thinking that just getting individuals on the right track will solve the problem. They both have to go hand in hand. And inshallah, when we are addressing this, we should not be just thinking of just individuals. We have to think of it that we have to change the whole society, inshallah, and bring it to the to, to, to make them the slaves of Allah Azza wa the one who worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone, the one who gets their right and wrong from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the one who gives us the hope of mercy, the one who gives us the hope of his blessing, the one who gives us the hope of his forgiveness, the one who gives us the hope of his father, the, 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 the bounties of Allah Azza wa Jal. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran Tafsir, and Sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow 